0: hello friends how's it going welcome to friends music or nothing a podcast about my journey as a musician producer guitarist and all the friendships and relationships I've made along the way welcome to this episode now first off I want to say I hope you guys all had a great holiday I know I did spent a lot of time with family spent a lot of time eating It's been a long time just enjoying the company of friends and family and just being together. It's great. Um, And I also want to wish everyone a happy new year. I hope that your 2024 is filled with excitement and goals and opportunities. I know I have some things that are coming down the pipeline. A couple things I want to share first is that um, I am going to be releasing my EP finally. I think after about two years, I mean, this podcast coincides with that. But I'm planning to release it um, hopefully in the spring, March, or April of this year. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. I have one more single I'm going to drop with Sarah. We'll make an episode, a podcast about it. And then I have the final episodes with Fusei. So the podcast is also going to wrap up around the same time. You know, I want to keep that hand in hand. But yeah, I'm excited for that. All right, so yeah, let's just jump onto this podcast. So, as you guys know, I lived in Portland from 2016 to 2021. 20, and December of 2019, I did a podcast interview with my buddy Stephen Ricks. He had this podcast called Poema Podcast, Poema PDX, and um, he interviewed a bunch of creatives in the city. And I found this whole interview and I wanted to share it, you know, there's not a lot of stuff just about my backstory so i wanted to share that as my new year's gift to you all and hopefully you guys can learn a little bit more about me and especially more who i was in that season of life definitely talking about my influences about my roles in the community that i was helping out there my production beginnings and the musicians i was around that time so yeah i hope you guys enjoy it and uh, let's just jump on to it all right cool here we go Enjoy.
1: Bye. So Andy, Yo. we didn't get that beat that you were supposed to drop right there, but you know <laughs> what? It's okay. So here he is. So say what's up. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Steven, thanks for having me on, man. Excited to be with you. Yeah, we're excited to have you on here, man. We we definitely live in proximity, but life is crazy. And mm. at the same time, like we just always are together, but now we're able to have this interview. So we're just super excited. Like stoked for other people to know you as i know you in that yeah. really
0: awesome way thanks man dude i know we've been talking a lot about this for a minute so it's good ending it ending out ending 2019 with a bang dude Ooh, burrito yeah, brothers the burrito. That's, what, that's what it's <laughs> about right there exactly me and steven are, are burrito brothers because we like to go have burritos and brews and hangs and yeah we're know. the burrito boys come on
1: <laughs> so let's this should be the burrito boy episode. Come on.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's what it should be called. Yes. Episode of Andy
1: Solomon, AKA one of the burrito boys. Burrito boy. So Andy, um, did you grow up in the Portland area or where are you from?
0: Yeah. A little bit of my backstory is, um, I have been in Portland for three years, but previous to that, um, born in LA, raised in San Diego. Um, yeah, I lived there most of my life until, um. I met this amazing girl named Dana. We got married. We felt like um, we had a desire to come up to Portland with some friends that were starting an amazing Jesus community up here and to kind of start our life up here together. And we've been here since 2016. And it's been a crazy ride, but it's been one of the most, um, yeah, amazing, challenging, and crazy experiences of my life but it's been amazing i met you through it so hey yeah win and win 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 and <laughs> and now win. you're here
1: wow <laughs> look at that we're all winning yeah um so you're currently living in the saint john's area yeah um and then you said that a community led you to move up here yeah from san diego yeah and then obviously your your wife at the time or your girlfriend yeah she's like come on with me, we have to, we have to go up here, if, if we're gonna make this actually happen, totally. we, need, we need you to come up here and commit, because if you're gonna commit
0: to me, you're gonna commit to this. Come on, yeah, it was all or nothing. <laughs> no, but it was great, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely definitely um, had some friends who um, I met in San Diego, and they had a desire to come here to Portland to um, start something new, and Dana was kind of part of that um, sending team, and I was, you know, also part of it in a sense but i wasn't committed yet but of course as the relationship with me and dana flourished that vision became more reality and Mm -hmm. um you know we got we got married and moved but it was kind of like portland was tied to like this new season of life awesome not only not only like the aspect of moving but the aspect of like you know being a husband and kind of being out my own you know born and raised in san diego pretty much so uh, strong family ties, strong community and friendships back there. So that was really hard to leave, but it's definitely been a new experience, a new chapter, and, but it's been awesome. Yeah.
1: Awesome. So shout out to the commonplace. Cause that was the movement Let's that go. you came up here yeah. with. And that was been, it's been a huge, you've been a huge piece of that with like all the music side mm-hmm. production, you lead worship there. Mm-hmm. You, you were probably like the head of the worship team. Yeah. And now you were able to pass the baton over, yeah. Um, which is awesome to be able to shepherd other people into that role yeah. of ministry and stuff, which is so cool to see. Like in such a short amount of time, now you're like able to disciple others into moving into leadership and yeah. to actually seeing a movement happen, and that's just so awesome to see what happens in such a short amount of time. Totally. Yeah, it's
0: been it's been really good, man. I think I have always loved music, but then. Um, kind of discovering a little bit more of a purpose behind it in college um, as far as like having it be for something besides myself, you know, having it be useful for others and connecting with others, yeah. connecting others to, you know, family and community. And um, yeah, being here, kind of helping develop that from scratch has been really cool. But also being able to invite others in that process and give them kind of the baton and give them vision for, for how can they empower others to, to do what they're doing yeah. in a context of just being a musician, you know? Mm-hmm. Who cares like what what avenue or where it is? It's like the fact that you can like inspire someone else, develop someone else, pour your life into someone else and watch them grow and flourish. And whatever capacity that is, that's always like a super fulfilling and um, it's been an amazing journey to see that and yeah. have that happen, yeah. Awesome.
1: So can you tell us a little bit about your journey as a creative like i know that you play guitar and you do Mm -hmm.
0: production but how did that all flourish you said in college yeah well i it's pretty much since high school i remember i was 15 and um i had a teacher mr bergman what up mr bergman mr b shout out and he um he was kind of the spark for me to start playing it um he was a great teacher he brought his acoustic guitar out and he played some songs and i was like yo this is really cool like i've kind of always grown up around that my dad um guitar player and amazing singer so um i always grew around him singing and playing guitar and definitely um his style is more of like the boleros so like a lot of the mexican Mm -hmm. um traditional songs you know songs like "Besame mucho i don't know if you've heard that but it's like all that (laughs) stuff um he loves that stuff so i grew up around that um my mom is uh, just has an amazing ear for music. I feel like I got a lot of my skill from my dad, but I feel like I lot I got a lot of my taste and my um Yeah, a lot of my taste and a lot of my formation through and my your mom. Style from yeah, her? yeah. I got like the the competency from my dad, but I got the character from my mom, you know? Ooh. So I feel Ooh. like my dad taught me how and my mom taught me why of of like the reason of music because my mom exposed me to like disco and funk and jazz and folk kind of singer songwriter stuff so yeah my mom was the one who like introduced me like michael jackson earth wind and fire um james taylor um prince yeah duke ellington all the all these all these amazing artists that we'd grow up kind of listening to um John Mayer, the exposure was Coldplay. Too much. Yes, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and my dad exposed me to like a lot of the skill. But yeah, in high school was like the pivotal moment where I actually wanted to pick up an instrument for myself. Um, and um, quickly discovered about this young guy from um, Connecticut called John Mayer, who was trying <laughs> to make a name for himself. Um, and something about the way he played, the way he wrote songs, The way he communicated i really connected with that and that was like shortly after i picked up guitar i i I picked up a cd called any given thursday which was his live album and that to me was like the spark of oh this is like this is actually something that people do and devote their life and actually connect their emotions and stories with in a tangible way instead of something i'd always been around to he showed it that this was like more like Something that I could see myself doing, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, fell in love with John Mayer. Um, love at first soundbite, and <laughs> um, and um, really, really kind of dove into the, the 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 love of guitar. You know, the love of learning songs, the love of learning how to play, like learning sc- chords and scales and theory and all that. And um, then out of high school, I kind of formed my first band which was a band called Fousey okay. with uh really close, amazing childhood friends of mine, Javier, Hector, Ryan, and myself and, um, a really good friend, Matt, amazing childhood friend that we kind of all like were part of it with production and, um, writing and we, 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 um, played in San Diego. We played in LA kind of did the whole like gigging thing. And then after that, um, that kind of um, fell apart. Really felt like I wanted to kind of go into um, um, worship music and kind of develop music more as an educational style and aspect. So in college, that's where that that kind of developed. And out of and then in college, was in a couple bands and everything and playing a lot with ensembles with buddies in college like Jared and and John who were great musicians exposed me to a lot of other music and then out of college um was with a band called the major minus and that's kind of where i started um i had always written like in all these other bands i was always writing the songs or helping write the songs but with this band major minus i started going more into production and that's kind of where the spark of production came in so um i guess i guess that's where like that developed more of like how i want to like not only write and create songs, but how I want the aesthetic and the feel and the sound of it to really be elevated and arranged. And yeah, out of that band, um, that's when I kind of met friends um, at uh, a church plant in San Diego, Catalyst. That's where I saw Dana and hung out with um, Anton and Courtney and Tim and Brian and all of them. And then that's kind of, what led to me be being in Portland? Wow! So that's kind of been like the history of Ooh. my musical journey. Dang. But it's been it's been amazing. And then here, um, getting a chance to produce more, you know, helping write, but helping kind of really facilitate, bring in the right pieces, and um, having a chance to really produce um for um the commonplace music, which is uh, which is kind of like the the entity and the group that we're really um trying to push and and really hone in on those production talents which has been really cool so it's kind of like face like started out as a fan guitar player writer um you know musician then producer and now even more deeper in the production and arrangement and stuff like that so that's kind of been like the the creative evolution and the journey to yeah. now but it's okay. been a 15 year one Whew. so it's been great but yeah. it's definitely been long <laughs> <laughs> well it's a never-ending
1: journey that you have to go through and like within that you you tend to see like what really music means to you as a as a person as an artist and like you were saying before you like you saw John Mayer and you heard his stuff you're like okay this is my feel and style it's what I love it's the playful very like experimental as well as like super clean and totally just like you can just hear the crispness as in all of his Skills and chords and you're like how did you play that so good and <laughs> yes. like it's just like the transitions yeah. are like seamless every yeah, single time totally and it just makes you just fall in love with that sound by every single second but as a producer you see it as a like it's kind of like a visual for your ears and you're like mm. okay like how can i make this be something that i can actually listen to for longer than just three minutes. I want to come back and repeat it so I can hear every single thing or totally, whatever goes yeah. on. So dissecting is that, it? Yeah. Like, dissecting yeah. every piece of it. And so is that where you're at now? Is that what music, like I hate the question, like what What does music mean to you? But yeah. like, no, in that kind good. of like quest of like figuring out from the artist to production, that's a very big, um, jump. Do you find yourself, uh, putting yourself more so in the pro- producer, like, place because you like love to hear the details and you like love to hear every single thing dissected and be like, wow, that sounds amazing. You're like, or are you like more so in the space of, I want to have fun. I just want to like be able to play and to do take after take after take mm-hmm. and trying to perfect it. And then so, and then you're like, okay, actually I can't get to that place. So I'll have the, produ- the producer like help me out and assist me. Yeah.
0: I think, yeah. It's a little bit of both. I think music has always meant to me has always meant something different in each season of my life. Like originally, like if you were to talk to 18-year-old Andy, I was going to be like, "Yo, I'm going to have this band. We're going to make it. I'm going to be the lead songwriter, singer, whatever it may be, performer, lead electric." And it's going to be yeah. like, "Yeah, it's going to be like about me and what I can do with these pieces and these friends that I have. Like watch what we can do." In a mm-hmm. sense. So it's very much more of like a of, uh, of like just me, you know? And I think in the middle of that story in the next season, it was like, okay, what can I do with others? So it was like more about me with others. And now it's more like, how is it more about others, you know? So each Mm -hmm. season that's kind of evolved into that. And it's still a lot about me in a sense, because I'm really trying to hone in on my skills, but I think the biggest rush and the biggest drive and the biggest passion piece in music right now is if i hear a song i like i want to know why it's sound why i like it mm. you know yeah so it's it's not even so much about what each part does that's part of that you figure that out in the discovery of why you like the song mm. but it's like you know one of my favorite songs um i don't i'm trying to think like you know oh let's take a john Mayer song right i don't trust myself with loving you okay. like it's taken me a lot of a lot of time To really figure out Why that sounds good And It comes down To three things It comes down to um, It comes down to What the rhythm is What the progression is And what the melody is Right Okay And most of the songs Have those three elements Right But they're all variations On that Right mm-hmm. So it's like why does this make you feel good at this point of the song? Like why when the chorus hits, does it feel like a release, you know? Oh, it's because this progression is building tension to that. And in the chorus it's release. And then in the bridge, it's a different progression that takes you even higher or takes you lower or breaks it down and comes back full around with another progression. And why does the solo sound so good? Well, actually it's because the notes that you're playing actually fit right over the progression. Same with the melody, you know? So it's like Mm -hmm. discovering these little nuances of why things sound so good because it's like okay you have an initial reaction you feel it in your body Mm -hmm. okay that felt good right then you go into like um yeah then you go in like a break it down mode you go into like a study mode like why does this sound good and then you discover all that so i think i think that initial reaction is something that i always try to um try to keep pure in a sense like i don't want to listen to a song and try to analyze it right away i want to listen to it absorb it feel it in my body, feel it in my heart, feel it in my soul, and then come back to it and dissect it, you know? And then I wanna realize with the songs I'm making, how can I get that same feeling, even after I've spent hours and hours and weeks on the same song, yeah. you know? So I think that's where I've been, Where that's where I'm at now, where before it was me trying to master a song, like I was trying to dominate a song, now I'm trying to understand a song, you know? Wow. Yeah, so it's like you know, so now I think that's where I'm at and that's what kind of music means to me right now. I'm I'm really trying to understand it and recreate it with those same elements but in a way that's my own, you mm-hmm. know? Cuz and and I think that's really cool because I think I heard John Mayer also say like in sounding like your heroes, you end up sounding like yourself, you know? So I sound like me because I've Ooh. I've I've you know, I've dug deep into into john mayer i dug deep into chris martin i've dug deep into prince i've dug deep into michael jackson Mm -hmm. i've dug deep into kanye west you know and and all those guys i'm like i want to sound like them but all that combination a little bit of this and that makes me and -hmm. then that's what i get to bring and bring hopefully a new feeling to others right you know because when someone else hears our music i want it to be like yo, that sounds so good. Why? You know? Mm -hmm. You know, like, why did I react that way? Why did my body feel that way? You know? And that's always like the chase, you know? Because there's always new songs that make you feel differently. And it's like, okay, let's go chase it. Let's go figure out the why.
1: Right. Because you want to figure out what those songs are doing. Also, like, what made you initially, like, actually love those songs. And mastering songs is, it's fun. But once you do it, you're like, what's left exactly. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, well let's go with the next big thing. But when you actually dissect it and you like understand it, you're like, there's a whole new discovery to be here because you can actually like see what each piece is doing. It's making you feel it's creating all these like senses, emotions in you. It's actually like helping you to understand where they're coming from, why they wrote the song like they did. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how I like to listen to music as well. And yeah. like that kind of space of like, okay, these lyrics are like super great. Why are these lyrics so great? And then like, how, why, why do they come with this chord progression or mm-hmm. this and this, or like, yes, as a drummer, I'm like, why do they stick with this kind of like heavy thing or light thing or different kinds of percussions yes. that they would like used to, um, I guess like make you feel something. Cause I think that's what music is. It's supposed to make you feel it's supposed yes. to help you understand that you're human. I think that's like the best thing about music is it actually like helps you understand the greater depths of your humanity because you can actually like bring out things that just walking in the street or listening to the radio totally or you know whatever the day-to-day things make you just kind of feel like you're robotic but music helps you to understand that you know you actually have things that you have inside you that can only be described or be brought out through it
0: yes yeah it's like music is making the thing that's invisible like tangible yeah, you know exactly it's making an emotion that maybe lives in your head or your heart or in your body and it's giving it a physical something physical it's like music you can't hear you can't hold it right but you kind of can hold it because yeah. you can play it mm-hmm. you know you can recall it mm-hmm But your emotions, you can't like recall or hold them, right? Right. You can just react to them. Mm -hmm. But with music, it's something, even though you can't like, I can't hold a song, but I can hold these elements that play music and Mm -hmm. I can control, control that. And that's where it becomes special because it's taking something that was invisible and making it tangible, you know? And that, (sighs) and that, that is exciting, you know? Yeah, that's huge. And that's like what. That's what art really is at its core, right? Mm-hmm. It's taking the invisible and making it visible. It's taking the emotion and making it tangible. You know, Dang. it's like, let's go. What it? What it? <laughs> I, oh, I, I was watching. Yo, know, I just got Disney Plus, so I'm I'm on a Walt Disney little kick right now. Imagineering series. If you got it, watch it. It's amazing. Walt Disney's a G. Um, but he said something like, "If you can, if you can, if you can." I'm, I'm quoting this wrong, but if you could feel, if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Yeah. And that's what music does. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you see the invisible and then you can do something that no one ever thought of. Right. Know? Exactly. So that's yeah. what, that's what I love it about it. Yeah, yeah. That's so
1: good. And that's actually like super important. So it sounds like you've been mentoring a lot of people throughout your whole entire like creative journey for the past. I would say probably like six plus years or yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so do you work with people that are specifically in the production or the artists or you, or even like the new, like, how do you, how do you find like the mentoring, um, state as a artist? Like, do you find that to be like exciting Mm -hmm. or do you find it to be like, okay, like I'm going to have lots of patience and just like have to pray through this because I don't (laughs) even know if I can like continue to work with this guy because all he wants it to be is by himself, you know, throughout this whole thing. Or like, how do you kind of like go about mentoring? I mean, mentoring?
0: The, yeah, there's definitely different avenues of it. I think originally, I mean, I've had an opportunity to be like a worship leader at a couple of churches and that's always been like a mentoring aspect where it's been more about like what you can do before, which is good. Cause I even had a chance to like teach an after school guitar program for like three years <laughs> back in san diego fourth fifth and sixth graders and they were those kids are amazing you know and i got to you know worship lead music direct kind of more music direct at, at a church and that's yeah. like you know helping people with their competency mm-hmm. so i've definitely been able to to do those two things where it's like helping people prepare for something immediate as in terms of a service and also help people build the building blocks in terms of like teaching kids you know teaching them theory and. You know, how to play C chord and D yeah. chord, you know, the basic <laughs> stuff. It's so how to read, you know, you know, troubles, tr- trouble clef and everything. So um, mm-hmm. that has been, like, an aspect of mentoring. But I think right now, um, kind of, like, trying to think more like a producer and kind of embrace that production. Being a producer is more about getting the right people for the right thing and bringing them together and giving them vision for what the song could be and applying everyone's pieces into that you know so i think through that there's a different type of of mentorship where it's like you're mentoring them in in what what could be you know it's kind of like you know here's the storyboard here's what i see um and i need you to i need you to draw the paint i need you to um you know do do the sketching i need you to um do the background, you know, I need you to do the watercolor. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's kind of like that. And I think in that sense, like you do get to mentor cause you kind of are of a coach of a team, you know, I, I get to coach in a song and, um, and in that you get to help people and inspire people and push people to what they could do. And it's not really necessary teaching them, but it's investing in them for something, for something that you get to do together you know, yeah. where I think that's kind of like that can be a role in everything. But I think with this, it's like a little bit more immediate. And I think right now, like I'm just trying to find the right people to, to invest in, um, in both musically and, and spiritually. And, and if I can do that in the same space, which I'm really trying to always do, mm-hmm. then that's a win, you know, yeah. cause I, c- if I can invest not only in your musical growth and ability into, Doing something together, but I can invest in your life. Like, how are you? Like, right. what's going on at home? Like, what do you need help with? In a sense of like, you know, what is God telling you to do, or what is God speaking to you? How can I help you with that? In those same spaces, like, and then that that really seems like to be like the sweet spot for me. You know, yeah.
1: a lot of times, like people are not so. We talked about this in the last episode. Like, people are not always gonna be so upfront about their like their garbage or their trash or what's yeah. going on in their life so like music is an outlet for them so they you find in that mentoring like you hear their lyrics you hear their songs you yeah. hear how you they're hear playing their heart. yeah and you're like whoa okay like like you said like investing in them spiritually and emotionally and being able to understand like well what's going on at home or like what's going on here like yeah. let's actually like talk about this yeah and totally. be able to walk or
0: just hearing their story yeah like yeah
1: And like i think that's a great aspect for music and art Mm because art is another expression of someone's story which is why we both love it and we get to hear it in the in the intangible way Mm -hmm. because people's emotions are all over it. it's just like bleeding out when you actually hear a song you're like wow this song is full of emotion it's very dramatic or it's very happy or it's Mm -hmm. they're just excited about life and they wrote it from a very happy place and like all these kinds of things that come out of it. And I think as a mentor, it's great to look at it as a coach. Yes, Because I think like a lot of people think of sports as the only thing they could be a coach at or specific things. And I'm like, no, like there's, you can coach people in all things in life. In every aspect of life, (laughs) yes, yeah. And I think when you look at it in that way of like, this is my team of people and I want them to be like, not just musically well, but actually like spiritually and in a really, well, mindset a really well way of life, and they're yeah. actually like walking in growth. Yes, you're going to actually yeah. have like a fruitful team that's going to actually want to go and move forward together. With you, yeah, that's yeah. that's we we go further together. Yeah, exactly. but I think
0: that's the biggest thing, and I think the thing with production and producing is that they're. I mean, the biggest the biggest um, asset to any relationship is what it's relational time yeah. and investment, mm-hmm. and working on a project, especially with music, together is already an environment where you're spending a lot of time together you know yeah where whatever it is from beginning to end of the song you know that usually takes a lot of time yeah so you're already investing time with someone and that is the biggest piece with building any relationship and once you build a relationship and trust with someone and um then you can really like um you know hopefully be there and and be what they need and give them what they need and be open with them and they can be open with you you know you can have this relationship that is really starts off with the song but ends up being about a friendship and a relationship you yeah, know exactly. that, and that's what you, you see that we see that in in, in normal music you know like like I always, I always try to see like things bigger than like the Christian bubble or the Christian sphere mm-hmm. you know not that there's anything wrong with that but it's like you see that you, I mean look at Look, dude, look at Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones. Like Mm -hmm. they made three albums together. Yeah. Why? Because the first album, they spent a lot of time together, got to know each other. The second album was Thriller and they (laughs) knocked it out of the park with that one. Right. And then they came together and made bad because they had chemistry. They had friendship. They had relationship. Michael listened to Quincy. Mm -hmm. Quincy understood Michael's talent and his desires and his needs. And, you know what he wanted to give in the music and Quincy was able to be that father figure for him in his life musically yeah. and in a friendship way, you know? Right. Exactly. So that's why you see producers and artists do a lot of projects together because it's that investment in time and relationship that is building through the process that actually ends up being probably the the more greater, um, piece, you know, like yeah. because an album is an amazing piece of, of, of art, but in a sense, it also has a a, a time frame, right? It has mm-hmm. a beginning and an end. And once the cycle's end, or once people are done listening with it, for a sense, it's like kind of over, you know. But what's left at the end is this relationship you build with people right. through the process, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the bigger, that's the bigger treasure, that's the bigger picture, that's the the what's more important in life, because. You know, I don't want to build one album with people. I want to, I want to make five albums with people. You right? Know? exactly. I want to have that longevity, but it all starts with relationship, right? Exactly. Friendship and that investment of time.
1: And like podcasting is like the most, like, it's like this, the shortest amount of like time investment compared to all other arts. Yeah. It's just crazy, <laughs> you know, even That's though I true. love you so much, like, and this is so great. Like, but we've had the time beforehand to do like music and stuff together. Yes, but, like, yeah.
0: We've played together. Yeah. We've done sound <laughs> together, recorded together, mm-hmm. you know, hung out together, mm-hmm. camping. Yeah.
1: But there's know, all like, that stuff. dude, you got lost in the woods. That I know, crazy. bro. Uh, <laughs>
0: hey, you went camping. I, I went, I went searching. <laughs> Bro, I was, was ready. I was ready to give it all up. I was oh ready. I was gosh. ready to sleep in the car.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. See, like, but in that kind of context, people think that being an artist is like this: make it so fast and like going and going and just like pushing out songs
0: and stuff. But like a a single song takes hours. Hours. It takes. Yeah, dude. I just. I mean, going back on the Kanye tip because Kanye is the goat. You know. <laughs> He said, you know that song, Power? Yeah. Um, eh, oh, I just I eh, saw that snap made. <laughs> eh, mm-hmm. 5,000 hours to make that one song. I, looked, I calculated it out on my phone. That is seven months of work, 24 hours a day. Of course, they didn't do it 24 hours a day. Right. But let's just say they did... 12 hours a day that's 14 months you know so yeah K- uh kanye worked on one song five thousand hours imagine the team that he was with you know i know a lot of those people that he he worked with i mean i don't know them personally i know <laughs> like, yeah, i know who they are you know working a lot with um yeah amazing producers mm-hmm. and musicians and that's a lot of time with people like mm-hmm. yo seven months on one song yeah yo i will know your life <laughs> yeah that song <laughs> You
1: know? <laughs> exactly. And that's the uh, relational, relational part of it. It's like so important to be able to trust, to be able to know each other intimately. And so you can actually like know how to work with them together instead of like being complete strangers and be like, okay, I hope all this stuff's gonna work out. Yeah. And I think that's where it's really important for Poyama and all these things like to come together because there's a lot of
0: people that think that it takes this quick easy yeah. thing but like actually and it's like a solo th- like i gotta do it all by myself you know and it's yeah. like you always need people it's like even even more so i will i will say this that great art requires great friendship Ooh, you know yes because you cannot do it by yourself right you need people you trust mm-hmm. people who know you and people who you know right to really develop and especially nowadays i think maybe earlier it was easier to do with less people I think more now you need more people. Yeah. Because dude, just of the, you know, you need people who who know their equipment, their gear, their musicianship, their technology, their mixing, their mastering, you know, their arrangement, you know, their production. It's like you need a whole team. Right. It's like, so you can't create anything by yourself. Right. Great art requires great friendship, you know? So it's like, it's a good word. I think, I think it's about what you say. It's like, that's 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 the real that's the real beauty of it that's the real win out of out of creating yeah you,
1: know? you just be able to go together further mm-hmm. and yeah sure you can go fast individually, but you're not gonna actually have any steam because you're just trying to go and push and push and push and you're gonna be burning out and destroying relationships left and right as you continue to Correct. go individually yeah within it and I think a lot of the times like People think it's easier to go solo, but at the same time, like you're gonna hit so many more walls and obstacles as you go because you actually need to have all the people you just know that you just said, like, and you need a full squad. You need yeah, a full you squad need a to s-
0: come. squadron, you need a family.
1: Yeah, yeah. To be able to come around yeah. you and be like, hey, like I do photography. Hey, yeah. I do, I do video. video. Yeah, exactly. And just hey, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be a roadie. You know, it's like you need everything. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Like Hey, so I'll, I'll just go around and just drive you around. I'll exactly, drive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll be I'll be your manager. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, I'll be your booking agent. It's like you need a team, but it, it makes sense. Like you, you see like these artists on tours, and like yeah, their their road family becomes their real family because they need a team, and that's the team who's with them, and they're spending all this time with them.
1: Right, they're so many months yeah. on end together yeah. and all this
0: stuff. Come on, come on. Well, I'm going to end the podcast right there. There's no part two, but that's pretty much the gist of the podcast and the episode that had to do with my backstory. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, again, remember, stay tuned because a bunch of stuff is coming down the pipeline, like I mentioned earlier. The next single, Falling Out of Love, featuring Sarah, and it's coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. We'll do an episode about that, but yeah thank you guys thanks for joining again this is friends music or nothing a podcast about my journey as a musician guitarist producer and all the friendships and relationships I've made along the way thanks y'all happy new year take care